everybody. Hi. <laughs> this is going to be a very unconventional start to our podcast because we got like an hour into recording and my Wi-Fi turned off because my Wi-Fi has been quite shit lately and we lost everything. So if we sound a little weird, mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah, we're, we're just struggling with the Great Depression over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, we will rise. I don't know about all that. We gonna record again because we finishing this fucking episode tonight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, the podcast you hear. I'm your host, V. Normally, I'm more cheery than this, but uh, as you may understand, circumstances have not allowed for me <laughs> to pretend to be very happy right now. So we are going to spend this episode discussing the first chapter of Foreign Affairs. This episode is not spoiler safe, so if you want to avoid spoilers for Foreign Affairs Chapter 1, please go read that chapter first. And this episode will be here for you to come back and listen. Lucas, would you like to formally introduce yourself? Yes, hi, I'm Lucas. I'm the co-host. That's all I got. (laughs) That's me. Hi. So I can't seem to start an episode without having to say something before we dive into the chapter. So per the use, um, per tradition around these parts, what we will be doing, I promise I'll keep it, you know, short and sweet. It's not going to be like a 20 minute interlude like our previous episodes. (laughs) But I do want to thank our listeners. Thank you for supporting the podcast. We restarted our socials over three weeks ago. If you like listen to the introduction, the reintroduction, yada, yada, yada. You know that we had first recorded our first episode as an I recorded my first episode like a year and a half ago and then left and then decided to restart it. So we really had to start from like zero and we started from three weeks ago and it has just been like amazing how much interaction and support that we've seen from the audience and every single one of you who show love like on a consistent basis like I know your name. I don't know your face but I know your account. Like, I understand who you are, I know your personality and all this kind of stuff, and I just want you to know that I notice that kind of stuff, so I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And for those of you, you know, I'm sure everyone who is listening to us found us through Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, so a lot of you probably know the struggle of trying to grow a new account. And we are trying to grow. That is something we are we are experiencing right now. And the biggest way that you can support us is to share our content. So if you know someone who is a huge Choices fan that hasn't tuned in to our podcast yet, put them on. If you see our post, we would love it if you would interact with it, like it, comment on it, reblog it on Tumblr, share it on your IG story, retweet it on Twitter. I mean, it just goes such a long way in terms of helping people find our content. Social media algorithm is really funky sometimes. I'm still trying to figure out what the secret sauce is of social (laughs) media, but I know that if people interact with it, it's going to help me. So I appreciate it. And uh, I just want you to know that every single share I will make an effort to publicly acknowledge and also shout you out. Someone did that to me earlier this week. They had posted a screenshot on their Instagram. In fact, let me go ahead and shout them out right now. Hold up, hold up. Let's do this Ooh, live. You heard it here, Ooh. folks, first. You getting a shout out. Okay, You're so doing someone a live had... shout out. <laughs> it's Princess Ember Phoenix on IG posted a screenshot of them listening to our very first episode like literally the episode that we recorded like a year and a half ago with the caption catching up on the and then they used my username on Instagram which is how I saw it and I put them on my Instagram story with you know their permission and I would just like to shout them out thank you so much for the support and you know I think that we can have a mutually symbiotic relationship okay mm-hmm. you scratch my back I scratch yours. You share my content. I acknowledge you publicly and share some of your content. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say that if you make an effort to support and kind of like put the word out about our podcast, I have no problem with publicly acknowledging you, sharing that shout out and tagging you. You know, that's what I do. You're nice to me. I'm nice to you. 
just find that out there. Every share really does like make a huge impact. It really, really does. So thank you so much. And also if you are listening to the podcast, like please take a screenshot of it and like tag me in a post because I love like literally seeing how you all are engaging with the content. And honestly, like not to get sappy because I'm not right. I'm, like talking about my feelings. Uh-huh. But <laughs> Lucas is like, yeah, you're very emotional. Um <laughs> But it did just make my, you know, my little Grinch heart swell a little bit. It just, oof, just felt like a nice little tickle, you know? Just like a light little, hey, we're listening to you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this really means a lot to her. She takes pride in this. And, like, she's the type of person that when she feels like her efforts are being noticed and acknowledged and, like, have positive reviews, it truly just, like, a smile just rips across her face. It's my love language, some might say. Yes. Words of affirmation. <laughs> words of affirmation. Is my, I give you acts of service. You give me words of affirmation. And that's the relationship we have. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So, yeah, um, I just appreciate all the support you have shown us so far. I appreciate all the support you are showing us currently. And I notice all of you and I just really appreciate any way that you can help us, you know, continue to grow our audience so we can continue to engage with all of you. So thank you so much. Um, let's get into the chapter. Lucas. Let's do it. As we said, we are talking about foreign affairs, chapter one, called First Term Jitters. The chapter summary says, welcome to the Van Cross Institute, where the next generation of political leaders go to study politics, diplomacy, and how to avoid a scandal. And the genres are politics, scandal, romance, and then it also has a tag for being LGBTQ plus friendly. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it does have a tag for that. So first thing off the bat, we're getting a ton of foreshadowing about Mm -hmm. being involved in a scandal. Right. I personally think this is like when a movie trailer comes up Mm -hmm. and you watch it and you're like, I think I know too much information about the movie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) After watching it. Like you ever just see a movie trailer and you watch it and you're like, I don't even really have to buy a ticket for that. No, truly. Anymore. (laughs) There was this documentary on Netflix that was explaining why people think that the moon landing was fake. And within the first, like, two minutes, it was almost like they writ- they wrote the documentary as a thesis statement. And they were like, in this documentary, we think that the moon landing is fake because of this, 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 and this. And I was like, I don't need to watch it anymore. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, outlining the plot is good on like a college essay i don't know if it translates entertainment exactly exactly because a part of the pull of the plot is i love reading or watching something and just sitting there with like bated breath and being like i don't know what's gonna happen next but now i know that there's going to be a scandal you know what we say this but shonda rhimes does it very well because she has a show called scandal and it's like i wonder what that's gonna be about scandal she has a show called how to get away with murder i wonder what that's gonna be about them getting away with murder now am i saying the writers of play choice excuse me look at me about to plug in our own podcast (laughs) (laughs) the writers of the play choices podcast please tell tell us about it (laughs) am i saying the writers for the choices app as as well uh do they write as well shonda rhymes you know one of the best producers uh for tv dramas in my opinion no but um it's very heavy with the foreshadowing very heavy very heavy-handed yeah i guess i guess that's a fair point i can't really think of like any current tv shows that i've been watching i don't know lucas you were telling me about a book where it said they both they all die at the end so i'll i think that's more so a you (laughs) more so a you thing you you engage with like way more content that says in the upfront what's going to happen but that still had a mystery aspect to it of like how they are going to die and we'll talk about it as we get into the beginning of the chapter the scandal is just like you know just literally plain as day given to us so it's just kind of like okay all right 
<laughs> yeah, there's like no anticipation, <laughs> really. They get they get rid of all pretense of mystery in like the first like ten seconds of the podcast. <laughs> so, as we have mentioned before in the upfront that this is like the second time we're recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, I just want to make sure that we reiterate a point. There's something that you said to me about how you feel about two different books in the upfront when we first started recording that I just think is important to include in the episode. Yes, absolutely. So what I initially said when we first started the podcast um, the first time. (laughs) Because we're recording for the second time. (laughs) Listen, we we over here sounded like Trish from fucking Divergent. I was shot in my arm and Ford knows that I got shot because he was beside me when I was shot. <laughs> Guys, I promise we're only going to mention that this is our second time recording probably like 30 times. <laughs> I'm going to fucking talk about it 30 times because I'm so fucking mad about it. But please continue. So initially, after playing this first chapter of Foreign Affairs, I felt my curiosity and drive for the book. I found it a little more entertaining than Open Heart. And I explained that because I feel like Open Heart's very much, you know, growing up watching Grey's Anatomy and re-watching the series like three or four times gives me very been there, done that vibes. And Foreign Affairs was just like a breath of fresh air for me. And I now realize that I think it's just because like, I don't think in a show or a book i've had anything dealing with politics because i tend to stray away from that when it comes to creative writing so i think that's another reason why this book particularly piques my interest a little bit and yeah i mean we'll get into it a little bit more throughout the throughout the conversation of the first chapter but it still has its cliches and its ironies but i just i don't know how i appreciate it i don't know there's something about this plot that i feel like you know We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away. My response back to Lucas mm-hmm. was because you have to understand. So number one, I just want to say this in the upfront. I normally try to avoid kind of talking about like if we're recording something for ride or die i try to avoid talking about something from open heart in in that same chapter because i consider these to be not spoiler free zones but spoiler avoidant zones for other books so if i tell you we're going to record an episode on foreign affairs chapter three we're going to talk about chapters one through three because they all build up on each other, but I'm not going to skip ahead to chapter five. So if you click on an episode that says foreign affairs, chapter three, we're going to be talking about chapter three and all the chapters before it, but we're not going to talk about open heart. We're not going to talk about ride or die. We're not going to talk about the role of romance right. because I want listeners to be able to pop in and out of the content without feeling like they're going to spoil another book for themselves. So this is not typically the type of conversation that I would leave in a podcast. I'm leaving this in this podcast because, number one, I don't think that calling Open Heart a medical drama book is a spoiler. Like, it literally says drama, like, in its genre. And more so, I think it's also because I don't know at what point people are jumping into the podcast. So one thing that it bears repeating is that Lucas is new to the app. He has Mm -hmm. only read the chapters that we have recorded episodes on. Me, on the other hand, I have been a fan of choices for since 2017, 2018, right? So it's been a long time for me foreign affairs again i'm gonna reserve judgment because i think that for the first two chapters of a book you just kind of have to meet the writers halfway because they're trying to create the setting they're trying to create characters that are believable and sometimes when you're jumping brand new into a movie like i try not to judge a show by the first 10 minutes of it because you just kind of have to like you have to meet the writers halfway and like lean in Uh Even if you're not feeling like it's unique or different or believable, because sometimes you do have to endure some cliches and endure some predictable settings in order to get to where the story wants it to go. So I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm not going to say that Foreign Affairs is a bad book. 
by any means. But what I will say is my first impression of the book is like, we've already been there and done this. Because there are at least four different series that I can think of choices doing where it's based in school. And it feels like they made another book about school and like put a dash of politics in there. (laughs) (laughs) A dash of scandal. (laughs) Right. A dash of scandal, a dash of politics and college. (laughs) Like... It just feels like we've done it before and I fully like understand and respect the point of view that Lucas is coming from because he is not as immersed in all the stories that Choices has put out. But for me, having played other stories that are based in like other college settings, it's not new to me. So do I think it's a bad book? No. And like I said, I'm going to reserve judgment until we're at least through chapter three. But... (laughs) Also, at the same time, <laughs> um, it just feels like a normal choices book to me. Like, it's just like, oh, this is your average experience with choices. Let's remember that many of our listeners and you have been dealing with choices bullshit for a while now. And I'm just like the optimistic Bambi who doesn't realize that my mother's about to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These metaphors today are so, like, <laughs> dire. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lot of blind optimism um for these stories and for you know the different genres no matter how in their face they they are scandal like <laughs> And that's why I said Bear is repeating. Like, I don't know. Someone could start listening to our podcast episode one and someone could start listening at episode mm-hmm. four because right. maybe they don't care to listen to a ride or die episode or maybe they don't care to listen to Omar episode, but they really like foreign affairs. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm going to keep repeating that, like, I am a different type of choices player than Lucas inherently because I have more experience. Mm-hmm. And yep. Lucas is a different type of choices player for me because he's he's new. So the way that we're coming at this, and that's why I feel like it is interesting because you're coming at it with like fresh eyes. And I'm like the person who's been in like a five-year relationship that's like, oh, this is what they always do. (laughs) 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 It's like if we were in, what are these metaphors we're going going in today? I'm just going to do it. It's a weird metaphor. I'm just going to say it. If we were in like a polyamorous relationship with choices, I'm Mm -hmm. like the main and you're the side. (laughs) So I'm like... Yeah, he thinks this is so exciting, but I've been there, done that. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, that thing he did with his tongue? You're like, yeah, no, he does it, like, all the fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you're gonna get used to it at some point, I promise. (laughs) Have we mentioned this is the Not Safe for Kids podcast? (laughs) It's not. (laughs) If you are a child, um, you might want to ask your parents if you can listen to this. (laughs) Right, right. Well, let's dive into the meat and potatoes. We've talked about the chapter. We've talked about the genres. Let's dive into the mm-hmm. meat and potatoes of the actual podcast. Let's do it. So when you start the chapter, you are taken to your character creation scene where you're able to pick your pronouns. So normally in most choices books, um, this would be the location where you can pick your character's genders. But this is the first choices book for, you know, your knowledge that you can pick your character's pronouns and a character can be non-binary, which is like a huge, huge step, I think, in like representation Uh um, for that community and just for like the app in general. I would be optimistic and say that we are going to see this in future books. And I think that we should. But sometimes choices has a hard time giving us more than one gender, much less they them pronouns <laughs> so do i think it's realistic that they're going to continue doing this in new books uh, no but i think it is something they should absolutely continue lucas i will ask you what what type of character did you put together i did a he him pronoun um poc and i kept our default character's name i have a female bodied i guess because you can only pick two so there's like a feminine and a masculine body so i have a feminine body with they them pronouns and also person of color i will be referring to our main character our main character's name is kennedy monroe so when i'm not calling kennedy by their first name i'm going to be referring to the character as they them the book starts with you backstage at a press conference and kennedy will think to themselves like this is the most important press conference of my entire life so we're like already thrown into this 
<laughs> setting like to the damn shark tank exactly so we learn a couple of things we learn that kennedy is a first child of one of the most powerful nations in the world we're also introduced to a character named winston who is kennedy's mom's presidential advisor and then we can therefore conclude that kennedy's mother is the leader of the country by the way i'm not gonna say kennedy's mom all the time i'm just gonna say mom because that's like a mouthful it's gonna be easier on me personally right, right. so yeah mom is leader of the country aka the president and winston will give kennedy advice you know when you go into this press conference answer the question that you want to answer not necessarily the question that the reporters give you so kennedy goes onto the stage and we learn that the story is set in rutherland which is a country in western europe and then kennedy will claim we'll get on the stage and start talking about how they are always representing the country with like whatever actions they make kennedy can follow up that sentence by saying <laughs> three one of three options <laughs> i am <laughs> embracing that responsibility i'm showing everyone how to have fun and i'm bringing the sexy back in politics <laughs> i bet you picked bring the sexy back in politics lucas <laughs> i did i i did i did because politics they're just so freaking boring and like <laughs> one really cares about them if you're not sexy so right obviously i just felt like that was you know I just the had to... right and responsible mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what'd you really pick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could not wholeheartedly pick that. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely picked the first option. Um, especially because like, you know, Monroe gave us this not Monroe, Lord, that's our last name. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> Mama's advisor. You know, Mama's advisor. That's mm-hmm. that little speech of like, you know, answer wholeheartedly, be your true self. And um, I don't know if that's the true self he was he was talking about. Right. He was like, maybe you don't bring the sexual side of you onto right. the stage. Let's be grounded. He's like, be yourself, but like responsible. <laughs> right. And clothed. <laughs> Right. (laughs) So just for reference for everybody, when I am taking notes on like what we're going to talk about, and I I play the chapter at the same time. So I'm like playing the chapter, taking notes at the same time. And then I also look up like YouTube playthroughs because I want to see how other people make their dialogue choices. Because sometimes you'll notice if there's three options a lot of people will tend to gravitate towards one or two, and then there'll be like a third one that you don't really see what the reaction is. So sometimes it's how I make my dialogue choices, not necessarily based off of like what I want to say, but because I'm just curious what is said if I can't find it through YouTube. So I'm assuming, Lucas, that you pick the I am embracing that responsibility dialogue choice. Absolutely, yeah. So if you do pick that, there's really no unique dialogue option. Like the character just keeps talking. A uh, surprising amount of people um, picked bringing the sexy back in politics. Oh my god! In their YouTube playthroughs, and if you do this, um, Winston will like sigh like a disappointed father. <laughs> it's like there she goes, flashing everybody. <laughs> because you know, as Lucas explained earlier. Um, Kennedy will say that young people find politics too boring and they need to find it exciting. And the most, the quickest way to make politics riveting is to make it sexy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Obviously, I'm just (laughs) kidding. Like, come on now. (laughs) I just don't. It's like, I get it's called foreign affairs and like affairs, like, you know, an innuendo and stuff. But come on, y'all. Come on now. This isn't the first time that Choices has given us like an overt, overtly sexual <laughs> dialogue <laughs> choice. Come on now. Right off the gate. Like we literally have no preface. We we're not even done with introductions and it's like I don't know anything about this character. Anything about this character. And he's just like, I'm tired of talking about my mama. Let's talk about how sexy I am and how Let's talk about these abs. Okay. Mm, these arms. We can mm. shape the political future with attractiveness <laughs> like what i can shape the political future with how strong my hands are <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then the second option, which is the one I picked, is you can show everyone how to have fun. So Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy will say that officials like work really hard and they need to be relaxed in order to make clear-headed decisions. Everyone just needs a spa day. Everyone just needs a foot rub. So <laughs> either way, no matter what dialogue option you pick, Kennedy will announce that they wanted to go to Van Cross Institute, which is a college, we presume, where they will study international diplomacy. But apparently their time at school hasn't necessarily gone to plan. And we learn that Kennedy has found themselves <gasps> in a scandal. Who knew? What? A scandal? <sighs> My God. Reading the synopsis and the genre that it was under, I would have not guessed that. <laughs> I would have never guessed that from like anything that they used to advertise this book. <laughs> <laughs> so Kennedy has gotten themselves into a scandal and the reporters begin to heckle Kennedy and the reporters ask them if they've let down their country and their mother. And we also learn that mom's polling numbers were affected by whatever the scandal was. So at this point, we're like, oh my God, scandal. Oh my God, I wonder what happens. Hopefully they don't tell us so we can reserve a little bit of mystery. <laughs> one, one could hope. One could hope. Come on, don't, don't hand me everything on a plate. Let me put some stuff together, but nay, nay, nay. A reporter interrupts Kennedy and goes, it was a full-blown sex scandal. And then Winston will, like, angrily end the conference. So, yeah, within, like, the first 10 seconds of the book, we already know, like, what's, what the main climax. Ooh, that's an innuendo. That's <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we already know what the, what the, the primary conflict is going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. So yeah, we already know it's a sex scandal, which like also in hindsight, since it's been revealed that it's a sex scandal, it is so fucking irresponsible to get up on that stage and be like, I'm bringing the sexy back No, politics. it's truly irresponsible. And I just, I have to give a moment of silence to the players who were like, oh, let me jokingly put this. And then two seconds later, it's revealed that you were in the part of a sex scandal. <laughs> Very bad taste. Very bad taste. Like... <laughs> to make a run listen i just want to preface that this is a book about politics and i'm sure that the writers themselves took some liberties (laughs) with taking inspiration from real life events that Mm -hmm. happen in the political sphere could you imagine if bill clinton got on stage and he was like it was good though it was good though Mm -hmm. it was good though come on now come on now (laughs) after a sex scandal you gonna get up on there and, and flaunt it Come on now. Like, that's mad inappropriate. Oh my god. He would have literally gotten thrown out. Bold of you, Lucas, to assume that the country actually cares about women that much, but... (laughs) (laughs) Those fucking reporters would have been high-fiving Bill for making that joke, let's be real. Oh my god. Man, we just... People have clicked off. (laughs) I just know. (laughs) People have already left. They were like, oh no, 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 no. Listen, Lucas and I are very, like, politically aware and, like, mm-hmm. active. Yeah. And we try not to, like, browbeat anyone with our opinions. Like, I don't think, in the entire time we've been recording together, which this is our fourth episode together so far, like, we haven't brought up politics, I don't think. No. We've talked about, like, social issues, but not politics in general and how people should vote, right? Or even made references to, like, political figures. But, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the nature of the book. Like, there's just going to be certain things that happen in this book that's going to remind us of certain events. And like I said, I'm sure the writers, you know, pull some inspiration from stuff that's actually happened. But it's going to be a topic of conversation. If that makes you uncomfortable... Maybe the series ain't for you. I'm sorry. Like, you can go go watch one of our future episodes on Open Heart or Ride or Die. Right, right. We're going to make some references to real-life political things that have happened mm-hmm. because <laughs> this is a podcast. We're not just here to just straight-up talk about just the story content. Like, we're going to talk about what the possible inspiration could have been and why some of these choices might be appropriate or inappropriate in real life. Right. We are here to speak our truth. 
Absolutely. Then the book will take us to six weeks earlier. So this is a very common like hook that the writers use. They'll do like a flash forward of like, look at this terrible situation the main character is in. And it's meant to like hook the reader into like wanting to complete or read further into the book. So that way they can get to that point at some point in the future. So this is like the second book that we've read that has done that to us. Which I have to say, I don't, it's unrealistic and I don't appreciate it in this time setting because this scandal happens six weeks from when we initially start the chapter, which Mm -hmm. just does not give you a lot of time because you're going to a university that is going to teach you how to be politically active and avoid scandals. And obviously the courses are not that good because... (laughs) (laughs) Well, clearly Kennedy didn't study. Oh, yeah. No, like literally didn't, didn't even open a book. And it gives me the mentality of like, fuck it, let me live my truth because I already know that I'm going to end up in a sex scandal no matter what I do. Correct. If the writers made it a little bit more mystery and just said that I was involved in a scandal and your actions throughout the gameplay dictate what type of scandal it would be, that would be different. But y'all know choices. They don't give you choices. They said you in a sex scandal, that's it, deal with it. So Mm -hmm. it gives you almost freedom, honestly to play the game how you envision the character and how you want this story to go. Right. Because I, I do think that there is some truth to what you say, which is that if you know that regardless of what you do, you're going to end up in a scandal, it's like, why am I even sitting here trying to act prim and proper? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to get in trouble for something sexual regardless, so I might as well play into the stereotype they're going to give me. So yeah, no, 100% think that's fair. Anyone who's been with the Choices app for for a lengthy amount of time is going to know that oftentimes what you think, the choices that you make is going to make a difference. It really doesn't. Like we all end up at the same ending anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's not like if you you play a good character and you support your mommy, like everything's going to be fine. Like that's not not what's going to happen. Kennedy is on a plane. Um, going to Van Cross Institute, and Winston will comment that this school is like a great opportunity for Kennedy to network with other future leaders. And Kennedy will say that they are attending a master's degree program, and we learn that Kennedy's mom did not drop them off because she's too busy with an ambassador meeting. So Kennedy can say two things to Winston. They can either say, well, you know, mom has her duties, or it's only me that she says no to. What'd you pick? I picked um, it's only me that she says no to. Okay, so uh, you're like, already, Yes. drama with your mama. Uh, right off the bat, because I just envisioned, also coming from like a personal standpoint, me and my mother, we don't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine living under such a political microscope that your mom is literally the president of a country. I can't imagine her making time for you. I agree. I think, I also think it makes it more interesting if you have this dynamic of like, I'm going to school to please a mother that like, I personally feel like hasn't really done anything for me recently. Right. Like it just makes a more interesting character than an MC who's like, no, I love my mom. And like, I totally understand why she's ignoring me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I think it makes for more believable conflict a more interesting character. So if you do say that it's only me that she says no to, Kennedy will say that they wish that their mom put them first and that Kennedy would have been happy with a low-level position on mom's re-election campaign. And then if you do pick your mom has her duties, it's basically the same comments, but Kennedy, just like the tone of it is like a little less bitter. Mm-hmm. And then Winston will say that this school will be good for Kennedy since people want to see Kennedy a little bit more involved and mom wants him to gain allies for the peace summit. I think it's interesting. I can't really think of like another president where like their kids and family weren't involved and they were like, no, we like want to see your children more involved. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a weird concept for me. Like unless it's like a royal family, like just politically, we tend to say fuck them kids we call that (laughs) nepotism (laughs) so i think it's interesting that like people want to see kennedy more involved in politics it's a little bit unusual for me wait bush and bush right oh my god 
I'm sorry, y'all. We in our early 20s. There's only so many political references we can make. Let me tell you, I looked at our analytics lately, and we have like one or two people that are like 30 plus, and they probably rolling their eyes at us right now. They probably listen to this podcast like, God, y'all so fucking stupid. (laughs) Bush and Bush. That was Bush's Bush's dad was Bush's You are absolutely correct. I think it's more so this generation millennial and on i would say that we don't like we're not after the whole political family um i don't even know if that was more of like a mainstream newspaper type mm-hmm. shit back in the day like oh my god bush is running and his father right. ran. like I, I i don't know i will say like i just know with like people in our age group that when it comes to like obama's kids like we'd be telling them the press like stop like let him be why y'all still following around with the camera like four years after he's done oh my gosh she drinks. oh my gosh she got caught smoking weed and it's like so so did obama when he was in college she just acting like her daddy (laughs) (laughs) okay I definitely feel like our generation is more so like nobody needs to feel like they have to follow in their parents' footsteps. But and we also I don't know if I mentioned this before, but their mom is hosting like a peace summit. So I guess there's like another event that we have to look forward to in addition to our sex scandal. And we also learned that Kennedy's placement in Van Cross is increasing mom's polling numbers. Which again, does that give us enough time? Because I want to say he said the peace summit was in a couple months, right? I think so. Okay, we we supposed to be at this university for years. Am I supposed to get these skills within this? Uh, obviously not. Because Freshman I'm orientation. Sec- You're gonna be meeting everybody. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> my name's Kennedy. I don't know if you know, my mom's the president of Rutherland. Hi. <laughs> Like, are the elitists, are like political influencers who are all about to be in this summit, are they all in the same homeroom together? (laughs) (laughs) They all take the same electives. (laughs) (laughs) It's also so funny because, like, the other aspect of this is that they're like, yeah, you need to make allies for the peace summit, which, like, to me, the point of making allies because these they're all like young adults right none right. of them are leaders of a country yet and none of them hold like a position in office because they're a student so it's like right. the peace summit in a couple of months like to me the intent of networking at a college is so that years down the line you have contacts you can like rely on but yes what's yes. out here like you better make friends and you better hope that those friends can influence their parents decision right and that is just so that's so much pressure does it like let's be real from what we know about mom so far does it sound like anything kennedy says is gonna help like make her change her mind about anything (laughs) right right. they barely talk to their mom like (laughs) but we're supposed to make friends so that way like we can make her look good is there a political leader in the history of existence that has ever decided nah i'm not gonna bomb that country because they do sleepovers sometimes so i'm not i'm gonna leave them alone come on now that's ridiculous there's no world leader that's gonna change their decision based off of oh they used to be on the same volleyball team in school yeah like come on like there's way more at risk here than oh we used to eat lunch together (laughs) imagine our character kennedy at the university Mm-hmm. And you come across another strong political influence, I guess uh-huh. I would say, you know, and they're like, wow, like I have this class. I really need help on this final. And you're like, listen, I have the answers, right? And they're like, right. really? And it's like, yeah, but it's going to cost you. It's going to be oh. an IOU. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 10 years in the future, you know, you kill their officials, right? Okay. World War Three is about to start. And they, <laughs> you know pop shit with you and you're just like listen hey you remember that you remember those answers i gave you 10 years ago <laughs> i know right like you, you have your lead assassin with their gun to the head and they're like no but i helped you get an a in astrophysics <laughs> i'm just like oh call it off <laughs> god damn it boys move out, <laughs> move out. <laughs> we're going home he bought me coffee one time. <laughs> they transform like Transformers and just like roll out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so truly it's just so like how much interaction and how valuable is this interaction that you think it's really going to shape the future that much? As someone who also networked in college, like I can tell you for a fact that I don't talk to every single person that I networked with today. Right. 
So Kennedy will admit that they're not sure if they want to go into politics. So Kennedy can say one of two things. They can either say there are so many other careers or I will always be in my mom's shadow. Which one do you pick? I said that I don't know if I ever if I um even want to be in politics. Okay. Because I feel like by him stating that he doesn't want to live in his mother's shadow, it's just kind of setting up like a bitter tone, like a almost like a negative connotation. Because I feel mm-hmm. like um you can cast your own light, like you can be brighter than what your mom has paved. Definitely in the future, because things are constantly changing. And I just feel like if someone really had a passion and dedication, they always want to be better than whoever they're trying to, men- like whoever their mentor is. Like you always want to, you know, thrive above them. And for the for Kennedy just to make that comment, I'm like, uh, already it just feels like you're not really that passionate about it. I also think that your parents having the same career as you is almost always going to be more beneficial than it is harmful. Oh, yeah, most of Like, your mama would have to fuck up, like, big, big time. Yeah, like, big, like... <laughs> In order for Kennedy to not benefit from that, because I think automatically, like, if you think about some of the most controversial leaders we've ever had, there's always been people who up until the end supported them. Oh, yes, like, most stuff. So you're going to have a voter base that is way bigger than, like, say, an AOC who, like, had to do, like, grassroots funding Mm -hmm. to, like, even get their campaign off the ground, you know? And also, like, a career in politics, like, your family gonna have money. Like, you're gonna be fine. Your family's gonna be (laughs) fine. And that will just mean you start off with funds that are, like, even more beneficial for you to kick, kick off your career with, right? If you do pick there are so many other careers, Kennedy will say they've never had the chance to experience anything else. They don't know if this is a career they want, which is fair. Like, Kennedy's 22, probably has never held, like, a real job before. So how would how would you know if this is the right career for you? Like, I had those thoughts in college. I think everyone has those thoughts in college. Mm-hmm. If you do pick, I'll always be my mom's shadow. Kennedy will ask how they're supposed to compare to a president as a 22-year-old. And Winston will say that Kennedy will kind of grow into their own. Winston will say that this is a chance for Kennedy to get some clarity in their future. Which I think <laughs> this is a master's degree. Yeah. <laughs> I understand Kennedy's family got money and their privilege and whatnot. Master's degree is not for you to figure out what you want to do. I mean, I get irritated by this suggestion, even when it comes to, like, your bachelor's degree, but I get especially irritated for a master's degree. hmm Because it's just, like, if you try and get your master's degree to figure out what the fuck you want to do, like, I'm sorry, you've already fucked up, in my opinion. Yeah, truly. I get it. Candy's family has money. They have prestige. They have power. As someone who grew up with, like, not the type of money that would allow me to just go to school multiple times like it's pretty fucking irritating to like see that dialogue (laughs) oh yeah absolutely and also the dialogue from winston would imply that maybe at the end of the book we get to make a decision on whether we stay in politics or not because he's like yeah this is an opportunity for you to figure out what you want to do i mean here's the thing did we make a joke earlier that choices doesn't really have choice i mean yes but they have in a few instances in the past allowed someone to kind of pick the ending at the very end of the book so maybe that'll be a choice i don't know only time can tell precisely winston will kind of like leave you with their stylist because he's like we're about to arrive on campus i propose that we do our first fashion review oh let's do it this is a request when I first started off the podcast like a year and a half ago. Like this is a request that we got from people to do a fashion review. And I think it's an interesting prospect. So I have sent you two photos. The first one being a photo of the diamond outfit on a female body. And then um, the second one on a more masculine body. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do this. First of all, let's just describe the outfit. Let's start with the feminine body first. Let's describe what it looks like. And if you do want to see the photo for our listeners, we all have all of our episode notes posted on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com. And we have a separate tab where you can see our episode notes. So you can go there and, and see it yourself. But Lucas, let's just start off describing what the outfit looks like. Okay, so for the female bodied character, we have a nice blue almost blazer type jacket the sleeves come to about three-fourths 
and it's a standard uh, navy blue, maybe royal blue type color. There are hints of gold on the sleeves, on the pockets, on the waistband, and the buttons as well. And this goes perfectly with the gold jewelry that she is sporting, um, a gold watch and a gold uh, wristband. She has a white undershirt that is collared with a um, cowboy type bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a gold, uh, what would you call that? Buckle? Yeah, a buckle to well. the tie. Yeah. And then look at the uh, the masculine body. Mm-hmm. So the masculine outfit. Um, we still have that that royal navy blue type color scheme, as far as the blazers go, with the gold buttons as well. And he is sporting a gold watch, but this character differs with white slats, which just gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and. He has a white and blue striped collar shirt with a hint of color sporting a red handkerchief hanging out of the little tissue pocket of the blazer. The breast pocket is one might say. The breast pocket. And did you mention the watch? The gold watch on his wrist. Yes. So now we have painted a very vivid image of what this all looks like. Let's just like just talk about the outfit in general. Let's not talk about whether you took it or whether you think it's worth the diamonds. Just say yay or nay. Like okay. what is your first impression seeing this outfit? Are you like this person is a future political leader? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this female bodied outfit, it was a nay. I said this person is a future flight attendant. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't help that the background is in fact a plane. You know what? <laughs> You are right. I do feel like the background is, like, leading us a bit. <laughs> it is. It is. Especially with the female-bodied outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the male-bodied outfit, it's a, it's it's barely a nay. Um, you needed a 70 to pass the class. You got a 69. Oh. Gives me just very pool boy, very, you know, country club vibes. <laughs> <laughs> very. High School Musical 2, Sharpay's Little Country Club for the Summer, Troy Boltwin, Zac Efron vibes. I agree with you. I do feel like I like the masculine outfit a bit more than I like the feminine outfit. Like, I just appreciate there's a little bit more, like, I feel like the feminine outfit is just, like, very monotone with, like, little hints of color, whereas I feel like the feminine outfit, or the masculine outfit is more well-balanced. Yes. has a good balance of, like, blues and whites with a little pop of color with the red, which I appreciate. So my question to you, this outfit is worth 12 diamonds. Are we splurging or are we skipping? We, we're going to skip this. We're skipping. Okay. So you did not buy the outfit. I did not buy the outfit. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the reasons are obvious because I have a feminine bodied character and that outfit is like even less attractive than a masculine bodied one. So Kennedy arrives on campus for us in our peasant clothes because we didn't spend 12 Mm -hmm. diamonds and we are immediately surrounded by cameras. So by the way, there's a lot of talk about like paparazzi in this episode. I'm just going to call them paps because I can't be bothered to say the whole word. So (laughs) we're we're introduced to a pap. His name is um, Mike Williams and he is a pap. How many times can I say that in like five minutes? Let's count. Three. For Stalker Media, uh, <laughs> which I'm sorry, I just have to pause the name of that, the name of that company. No, truly. Stalker Media. And he will make a comment on your outfit. And Kennedy can either say, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather talk about this opportunity or don't you have something else to do? What did you say? I said, let's talk about the opportunity that this can give me. Okay. If you do pick that option, Kennedy will say that they're excited to learn. And then Mike will say that you speak like a president's child. And if you say, don't you have anything else to do, which is the iPad, <laughs> Kennedy will say that they should focus on real news. And Mike will say that he'll get even more clicks when he mentions how short Kennedy's being with him. <laughs> oh my God. Mike will mention Ardona, which is a country who we seem to have some conflict with. Another limo arrives with the Ardonian flag. 
And we learn that no one in Kennedy's security team knew that someone from Ardona would be attending Bancross, which is like, come on now. Y'all don't have better intel? No, really, though. Really. Like, Kennedy's like, you said she wouldn't be here. (laughs) I'm like, don't y'all have, like, the equivalent of, like, the FBI or something? Like, y'all didn't know? How good is Ardonia keeping the secret? And you couldn't even pay off someone in the college to tell you that someone from Ardonia was going to be attending the college? Come on. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> we need better <laughs> surveillance in this. One of the greatest nations in the world, and we can't figure out if the child of our enemy is attending the same college. Kennedy's looking at the security team like, I don't trust you can keep me safe. Like <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> Which is honestly the, the absolute vibe from like the total chapter, but we'll get to that later. So yeah, this is the first time that Kennedy's learning that someone from Ardona is going to be attending Bancross, and whoever is coming out of the limo ends up um, flipping off the paps, right? So we get a little bit of, I guess I say, like, foreshadowing into who this character is going to be. Obviously someone who isn't, like, prim and proper, like, you can choose to be if you're Kennedy. Hi everyone, this is V in post. I am editing this episode to let you know that it is where we're going to be ending this week's episode. If you recall, in episode four, we discussed running a poll asking if people would be okay with the splitting episodes that are over an hour and a half into two parts, and 50% of you said yes. So I guess you're welcome to that half, and my apologies to the half who voted for no. Additionally, we had some technical issues recording an episode this weekend, and splitting an episode will allow us to stay on track with posting content every week, so I do appreciate your understanding in advance. Next week, we'll be sharing our thoughts on Kennedy's on-campus experience, our thoughts on our quote-unquote rival Blaine, also who we think Tatum could be, and where we think our LA routes will take us. And of course, bingo. You can't forget bingo. Also, you get to hear Lucas sing, so you don't want to miss out on that. Please go check us out on all of our socials at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram, at Play Choices Pod on Twitter, and then you can also look at our Tumblr page. It is playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com. This is also where I post any episode notes like links to posts I've mentioned, photos I've mentioned, etc. We're available for listening on all major platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's a funky thing with the algorithm, but it does help us more than you know. And if you give us a review, I will shout you out on the podcast. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message, and it could show up in a future episode. And you can also directly support this podcast at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support. It is definitely not a requirement of listening to this episode, but if you do want to support the free content that we put out every week, it would be appreciated. All of the money would go towards recording equipment and other things that would help us improve the quality of the podcast. So thank you in advance if you decide to. If you have any questions, theories, or comments, please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to respond in the next episode. Again, thank you for being understanding about us splitting this in half. Um, I think the content in the next episode is really exciting, and it's just a lot of really great discussion, so I can't wait until next week when you all can hear it. All right. Toodles. Bye. Bye.